What's up, DFS Trash Talk? It's your girl, Nita Rodriguez, and you're tuning in to the NFL Week 5 picks for FanDuel, for DraftKings. I won't keep you long, as always. Every week, we change it up, try to look for new things to play, uh, new things to pick apart. Um, this week is a it's really a, a crappy week to me. Um, I'm not feeling this week at all. However, uh, we're going to make it do what it do because that's what we're here for. And again, I'm going to give you five plays at each position. I'm going to give you two defenses. Um, and hopefully you did well last week. Uh, everything was pretty much on the money. There was injuries. And as always, that's expected because there was no preseason. Um, but last week, the podcast was pretty much spot on with all the plays, especially that that Dallas-Cleveland uh, Browns game where, you know, our top five QBs for that week included Baker Mayfield. And, of course, the uh, Browns receivers went off to do their thing. And Dallas being as trash as they are, allowing Odell Beckham to have three touchdowns. So if you didn't have OBJ last week, I feel bad for you because I said Cleveland Brown receivers was it. Well, anyway, we're going to move on to this week. And we're going to dive into Q, uh, QBs. So the first quarterback we're going to target this week is Teddy Bridgewater versus Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are giving up the most fantasy points to QBs. Um, Roto-Grinders did have him projected as the QB9 for this week. As the Falcons have allowed 1,366 passing yards, which is the second most in the NFL and a 72% pass touchdown um, percentage rate. So if Teddy could get all the way together, he should do well this week. And he's only projected for 11% ownership on FanDuel and about 7% on DraftKings. So... Target Atlanta, as always. Um, Bridgewater's price tag uh, is depressed, so he should be able to smash his tag this week. Moving on, we have Phillip Rivers versus Cleveland. The Browns give up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks, allowing 1,242 passing yards through four weeks. They also allow a 75% passing touchdown rate. That's the sixth most in the league. He's projected for 0.9% ownership on DraftKings and 0.8% on FanDuel. It's also projected to be the QB20. And the reason why Phillip Rivers is probably projected low is because he hasn't been at his best, but he is facing the Browns. And with the Browns giving up the second most fantasy points to QB, maybe Rivers will have a top 10 QB fantasy production. Um, but as of right now, they don't have him as a top 10 fantasy production, but he's facing uh, a defense that's given up the second most fantasy points. So take a chance on Phillip Rivers and GPP. Third, we have Jimmy Garoppolo versus Miami. And last week, you know, we thought uh, Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook, my bad, Russell Wilson, a lot of Russells in the leagues these days, 
Anyways, uh, Russell Wilson did not do as well as we thought he would do versus Miami. And with Garoppolo coming back from an injury, um, he may not do as well either. But Miami is giving up the fifth most fantasy points to QB. They've allowed 1,142 passing yards, seventh most in the league. However, they only allow a 48% passing touchdown rate, and that's the fourth least in the NFL. But target with caution, um, because a lot of his receiving corp was injured. But Kittle came back, um, Debo Samuel came back, so he has some receivers that you can pair him with. Um, he's projected for 1% ownership on both sites and projected at QB 15 for the week. So I believe if Jimmy's fully healed, um, he could actually do his thing this week um, against Miami and potentially be one of the top QBs um, in a GPP for a takedown. Fourth, we have Daniel Jones versus Dallas. Again, we want to target Dallas because they're giving up the six most fantasy points to QB. Allowing 1,032 passing yards, 12th most in the league. They're also allowing 70.59% passing touchdowns, and that's good for ninth most in the league. Target wide receivers and tight ends in this game. Um, Daniel Jones is trash. New York Giants is trash. But they actually have a good matchup. And Daniel Jones actually faced four top defenses his first four games. So even though I'm calling him trash, he did have, he did face good defensive teams. So we can give Daniel Jones that, that pass this week and target him in GPPs. Now, I don't like the fact that his ownership is already at 13% because his price tag is depressed. So a 13% Daniel Jones for me is, is, I may be. I'm multi-entering, so I will have a share of him, um, but not more than 10%. Just because I feel like there are other QBs with higher upside, even at the same tag around him, like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he's actually projecting at 13% owned on DK and 8% on FanDuel. But he's also projected as the QB 12 so, again, take a chance on Daniel Jones. My fifth and final pick for QB, Jared Goff versus Washington. The football team's given up the eighth most fantasy points to QB. They're only allowing 819 yards through the air, though, in four weeks. And they allow a 53.8% pass and touchdown rate, which is the 11th most in the NFL out of 32 teams. So... Um, they are getting beat by the deep ball. They allow the ninth most passes of seven plus yards or greater. With Goff's price being up there a little bit, his ownership is down to 2%. He doesn't have the, the best, best matchup, but you compare him with his tight end uh, for QB tight end stack. Or you can use his receivers, but I'll get into that later. Um, 
Goff, uh, Washington is not giving up a whole lot of uh, air yardage though. So be careful with that. And that's what we have for um, QBs this week. For running backs, we're going to start with Clyde Edwards versus the Raiders. The Raiders are giving up the most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, He's projected for running back eight this week. They've allowed 552 rushing yards on the ground, which is the seventh most allowed uh, to running backs. They're also allowing a 61% rushing touchdown rate, first in the league. He should absolutely smash his tag, um, and he should be able to take advantage of the matchup. He will be chalky. He's already projecting for over 30%. So um, Clyde Edwards uh, is in the cheat code spot, running backs versus the Raiders. Um, We're going to move on to Todd Gurley, who's also in a cheat code spot. You want running backs versus Carolina. Panthers are giving up the second most fantasy points to running backs. They've allowed, I'm sorry, they have allowed 501 rushing yards which is the 11th most in the league, and a 53.85% rushing touchdown rate. And he's still, Todd Gurley's still underpriced on both sides. Um, I think he's like 6,400 and 6,500, or 6,400 on both. And he's only projected for 8%. And that's because of recency bias with Atlanta just losing so much and him not getting a full workload. But I think he'll get that workload versus Carolina being that Carolina Uh, just sucks versus the run. Uh, The third running back we like this week is James Robinson versus Houston. Again, another cheat code spot. Houston's giving up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, allowing 727 rushing yards, which is the most in the league. They allow the most rushing percentage um, success in the league, and but they only allow a 46.15% rushing touchdown rate, which is the 10th most in the league. Um, for his ownership, he's looking at around 9% on DK, but 20% on FanDuel. He can smash his tag, though. He's not highly priced, um, which is scary because uh, if he if he goes off, you know, you have room to fit some other studs. So with his ownership only projecting at um, 9%, um, that's that's a lot of leverage. The fourth running back we're going to take is David Johnson uh, versus Jacksonville. We're going to take the other side of that game. Jags are giving up the six most fantasy points to running backs, allowing 554 rushing yards, six most in the league. 38% rushing touchdown percentage, 14th most in the league. So they're in the middle of the pack for that. Um, he's projected for the running back, 34, um, 34th running back on the week. He's still priced under 7K, so he should smash his tag. He's looking at about 13, 13% ownership on DK and about 9% on FanDuel, where he's still under 7%. So you could take both running backs in that game if you want to stack that way. Um, or you could just take one or the other. We're going to move on to Kenyon Drake. Um, he's the fifth and final running back that we're looking at this week. 
So this is my problem with Kenyon Drake. In week two, he had a great matchup. He sucked. In week three, he had a great matchup. He sucked. In week four, he had a great matchup. And he sucked. So now here we are in week five. And I honestly don't know if I want to take him again. Do we go back to the well? We should. Because we should trust the process. He's facing New Jersey. The Jets allow the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. Um, they've allowed 510 rushing yards on the ground and 46% rushing touchdown rate, which is the ninth, ninth most. Um, he's getting the carries 20, 18, 13 last three weeks, but he just hasn't produced. Um, and he's ranked as the 52nd running back of the week, which isn't good because that's just telling me that Vegas or the, the numbers and, you know, the stats, the data doesn't like him this week because he's not doing anything. So this could be my last chance on Kenyon Drake because he is in a smash spot. I am going to trust the process and I'm going to play Kenyon Drake. I'm not going 100% on him, but I am going to have me some Drake shares. And we're going to move on to our receivers for week five first wide receivers so uh, in this part in this segment for wide receivers I'm basically going to give you either the receiving core or just a wide receiver uh being if I give the core it just means they're all in a smash spot they can all beat their cornerbacks they all have great uh wide receiver ratings versus their cornerbacks so take chances on them just like last week they could all beat their cornerbacks and they did okay so first we have Indianapolis Colts wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal. Cleveland's given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, and they're allowing 51 fantasy points combined to wide receiver to wide receivers corps. So I had already mentioned Phillip Rivers, so you can pair him with Ty Hilton. Um, I'm sorry, T.Y. Hilton. You know, Zach Pascal, and hope for the best when it comes to Philip Rivers. Some days he's good, some days he's not. You know, um, this is that week you, you take a chance on him with his receivers. The second receiving clip that we like this week is Darius Slayton and Golden Tate. Tate and Slayton should absolutely beat their matches and smash their price tags. They, they're the, the value of the slate. Um, if Daniel Jones can get going, I mean, Dallas is allowing their most fantasy points, uh, to wide receivers, combining them 49 fantasy points. And with Slayton and Golden Tate being underpriced, uh, they could absolutely do some damage. They, they could be the difference maker. But we need Daniel Jones to not be fucking garbage because lately he's just been fucking whack. And we need these to pay off this week. Moving on, we have Debo Samuel versus Miami. Miami is allowing the seventh most fantasy points to receivers. Allowing a combined 41 fantasy points. Debo has value being that he was hurt. Um, He also played under Mullen. And, and Mullen got benched. So that lets you know 
even with his 11 fantasy points, he was only $200 on the showdown slate. And he absolutely smashed with 11 fantasy points on, on $200. Uh, so it's like, I think that was like a, I don't know, like a 50%. Yeah, like a 50% um, smash. So now he's not $200 on Sunday. I think he's about $5,200, which I still think he should be under 5 k being that he's coming back from injury. But he's not. But he has Jimmy Garoppolo back. So pair him with Jimmy Garoppolo. And they should be able to produce more than what they did. Uh, well, he should be able to produce more than what he did last week. For, uh, fourth receiving corp that I like this week is DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. I say all three because they're facing Atlanta, who gives up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers, allowing a combined 39.63 points. Uh... I had also mentioned Teddy Bridgewater, so pair him with his receivers and take advantage of that trash-ass Falcon secondary who, who let fucking Nick Foles come in on the last fucking four minutes and allow him to put up three goddamn touchdowns and a win on their punk ass. So I'm sorry, Atlanta Falcon fans, but y'all secondary is garbage. So on that note, um, take advantage of Carolina's receiving court. Just remember that their running back is also in a cheat code spot. So Carolina is in a prime spot to do some good things this week, and you need to take advantage of it. Last but not least, we have Amari Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb. They're facing the Giants. I've already mentioned the Giants receivers, so now I'm mentioning the Dallas receivers because the Giants give up the 11th most fantasy points. But out of all the receivers on this team, Amari Cooper has the best matchup and um, Giants are allowing 37.70 fantasy points combined to wide receivers. Giants also give up the fifth least points to QB, which is why I did not mention Dak Prescott. However, under pressure, Dak Prescott can produce. He's averaged 30 plus fantasy points. And even though um, he was losing in those situations, he was still able to take back control. He was still able to get his team going and still able to keep them in the game he's still able to keep it close so um I do believe his uh, Amari Cooper has the best matchup out of Gallup and Lamb I do believe that Dak Prescott is serviceable being that he he's gonna throw the ball if he gets down but I don't see him getting down against the Giants I could be wrong though because a lot of shit has happened over the last fucking four weeks so take advantage of these matchups we're going to move on to tight ends for this week. Um, the first tight end we're going to talk about is Ian Thomas. Uh, he's facing the Falcons. Falcons are allowing 26.90 fantasy points to tight ends, and that's the most in the NFL. He was only targeted five times in week four, but hopefully he can um, he gets the, he gets going, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater hooks him up for a couple touchdown passes. With his price tag depressed, he's only 3400 on DK, 4700 on FanDuel. So that gives you uh, a lot of leeway to do what you want to do with your lineups. Moving on, we have Eric Ebron versus the Eagles. Last week I said we could start streaming tight ends versus Eagles because they just suck. When they, let, when they allowed Kittle to come back after injury... And allowed him a 15, 183, one touchdown stat line 
that accumulated for 43 fantasy points. And that's fresh off an of injury. So Eric Ebron, I know he could smash too. Now he's not Kittle, you know, but he can uh, he he could do his thing. Eagles are allowing 21.10 fantasy points, good for third most in the league. And he has a 13% target share on the team, having two, five, and seven targets weeks two through four. So take advantage of this matchup. I really think Eric Ebron could be um, in the winning lineup for the Millie Maker. Um, and his ownership isn't, no one's really talking about him. And his ownership is looking under 5% at this time. Third tight end I like this week is Mo Alley Cox. Browns give up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends, allowing 19.88 fantasy points. While he only commands 10% target share, he is an absolute red zone threat. He gets a lot of looks in the red zone. Um, he starts alongside Doyle. Um, and I think this is a smash spot for him this week with his price tag depressed at only around 3400 Moving on, we like Tyler Higbee this week. I think this is like the second time in four weeks that I've mentioned Tyler Higbee. Um, but the defense he's going up against gives up the six most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, and that's Washington. I don't know why I wrote the Rams. <laughs> But Washington football team is allowing 18.73 fantasy points to tight ends. Higby has a um, 12% target share on the team, so he should be able to smash Washington's defense um, going into week five. Pair him up with Goff. I already mentioned Goff. But um, if you really want to do some crazy lineups, pair him with Goff and do some giant Dallas uh, stacks at wide receiver and use him at tight end with golf instead of using, you know, Dak or Daniel Jones. And last but not least, um, we're going to go with Evan Ingram. Again, Giants players. Dallas gives up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends, allowing 18.43 fantasy points. Um, and that's good for seventh seventh most in the league however you can pair him with Daniel Jones and once again I love my my giant fans peoples but at the end of the day Jones is whack um the Giants offense in general ranks in the bottom 25 um, bottom 20 in the league in all offensive stats Literally ranks 25th or worse in all offensive stats. So you better say a prayer for your boy Daniel Jones and he can get it to his players, you know, his receivers, you know, um, Tate, um, Slayton, and Ingram. Uh, Because if he doesn't, uh, it's going to be a long day for y'all Giants fans, but hopefully he does his thing. And... That's all we have for wide receivers. I'm sorry, tight ends. For defense, I don't like a lot this week. I don't see a lot happening. The most two obvious spots we have is the Rams and Cardinals defense. Both are playing backup backup quarterbacks. Um, Haskins got benched. Cardinals going against the Jets. Sam Donald is trash. 
I don't even think he's playing this week. So, if you're going to choose defenses, choose those two. They have the best opportunity to put up defensive points, run pick six, get a lot of sacks, do, uh, you know, uh, get us the points that we need. We're looking for 10 points or more when it comes to picking our defenses. And that's all I have for y'all this week. I hope that these picks work out for y'all. Um, if I did not mention anything that I should have mentioned, it's okay to play it. You don't have to wait for me to say it. And you don't have to wait for the podcast to come out to realize that, oh, snap, like, this this is, this is going to work. Or, you know, this could be potentially the pick that I need, but she didn't say it. Maybe it's going to go under the radar, fly under the radar, and you'll have that leverage in the field. Again, I only play GPPs. I'm not a cash game person, but these plays can be played in cash. So on that note, uh, if you have any other questions, hit me up on Twitter at DFS Trash Talk or on my personal Twitter at Nita's World underscore. Um, DFS Trash Talk does have a Facebook and IG page, so make sure you support. Make sure you look out for the free plays when it's time for the free, free plays to come out. Um, and take advantage of the research. You know, all research and data information that I have talked to you about today comes from Rotogrinders and PlayerProfiler.com. Okay, so on that note, I'm your girl, Nita Rodriguez, and this was your week five picks. Tune in next week, and we'll have week six. I'm out. Take care.